Welcome to Babe Patrol, season one finale edition. I'm Steph. Ah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> a full season we still haven't quite figured yeah, out how yeah, to yeah, non-awkwardly yeah. transition from that into our show. But Stay here awkward. We are. Stay, Stay awkward. awkward. It's That's real. Right. That's right. That's kind of our brand. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, all right. So here we are. Season one finale. Can't believe it. 32 episodes. 32 weeks. Non-stop <laughs> yeah. of us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> my my life just flashed before my eyes yeah it was about a year ago that we started recording recording these. yes a few of those like kind of first episodes yeah. yeah before we had brought Steph on officially yeah we just talked about it yeah, we, we just like fumbled through everything we're still manifesting we yeah Steph. yeah but you were still talking to me in yes. your recording yes absolutely well we we're like well we don't want to assume but we're just going to call you Steph whoever you are yeah, imagine if we had brought someone on who's like Rodney <laughs> we call Rodney home. Steph now yeah Especially if it was Rodney Dangerfield, he just deserves that. <laughs> Back from the dead. Yep. Exactly. Oh man. Um, how has your week been? My week was fast. It was like one of those weeks that went really quickly, but also I needed more time to get all the stuff done. Yeah. So I was glad for Friday to get there as quickly as it did, but also needed like another work day. So yeah. But just trying to get a lot done because I have Monday and Tuesday of next week off for the 4th of July, which I'm psyched about. I can't even believe the 4th of July is next week. I'm like, yeah, not this information. Yeah. I mean, obviously not this week. We're just about to head into, but yeah. The week after. The week yeah. Okay. After. <laughs> the week that this will release. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. How was your week? Fine. Uh, <laughs> did anything interesting happen? Um, I wish I had thought about this before we hit record. Um, my week was fine, and uh, I'm excited to get cracking on summer. The mm. solstice happened, and I went to Seapoint Beach with a bud to walk the beach nice. and experience solstice. I lit one candle. I did not have a fire this year, and uh, ran across staff oh, at Seapoint nice. having a fire nice. with her friends. Oh, oh, that nice. was cool. Yeah. I usually go to Sea Point on the solstice too, but I didn't this year because yeah. it was midweek and I didn't realize it was a solstice until it was almost over. Mm-hmm. I like to go to that beach for like a lot of the sacred days and mm-hmm. thresholds of the year. And Me I think, too. I think I've said this on the podcast. I can't remember, but I usually, New Year's Eve, I usually click the clock over on Sea Point. Nice. Night. I'm usually alone too. Nobody wants to do it with me. So Aww. if anybody wants to go to sleep on the ears he with me, just let me know. I would totally do that. Yeah. Often Are Natalie and I do a little um no, I almost never do anything on New Year's. Oh. Yeah. But wow. I, I hate New Year's. Me too. So I would, I'm not yeah. a big fan. Yeah. I would totally go to Sea Point. Great. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's a plan. Mm-hmm. Got a crew already. 2024 mm-hmm. New Year's. What do you and Natalie usually do? You're about to say that. Oh, yeah. I usually do like a winter solstice little like ritual out on either the point and Sea Point right. or somewhere at Fort Foster, depending on, you know, usually it happens like in the middle of the night, but we try to go when it 
the minute that the solstice is Aww. in winter and like trudge out and like light some candles and ring some bells. I love that. So I want to do that too then. Cool. I want to do all of that. <laughs> yeah. I like to talk about intentions and like, yeah. you know, but it's like 4 a.m. in the on the first day of winter is very cold. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. Totally. I like that a lot. And appreciate it. And I really like that beach in the winter, too. I just mm. think it's nice. Not every beach is nice in the winter, and that one is just nice always. I just find, like, Ogunquit Beach, for example, scaldingly terrible in the winter. Like, huh. it's just the wind whips. Because oh, there's yeah. not enough protection there. Like, there's a lot of protection at Sea Point, and it's small. Yeah. So it's a little bit more manageable. But, like, Ogunquit is just, like, a wind corridor of nightmares. So sometimes I'm, like, every single hair in my nostril has been removed. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, very soft sand. So if you get a windy day, sometimes you get, like, sand in the eyes mm, situation. Totally. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's yeah. true. A small beach is nice in the winter for yeah. that reason. Uh, yeah. There were lots of periwinkles on the beach uh, mm. on solstice. I don't know if you noticed that stuff. More than I usually... I did not. Huh. Yeah. But I wasn't paying attention. That's okay. But <laughs> just more than I usually see there. But it was also very low tide while we were there. It was stinky. Yeah. It was had a little mm, stink. I don't... Stinky. Yeah. You're not a huge fan. I see on the face. <gasps> I, who's a fan of low tide smell? Why am I, I saying love it, it that way? You, I, I mean, it. I yeah. think I think it... Can, like, and we were talking about this at the beach, it's kind of like a smell that it doesn't smell good, but it's so familiar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it signals so much about summer that you kind of grow to like it. But I don't know. We were like trying to play volleyball and we didn't want to be near the fires and where people were. So we were kind of playing volleyball like in the seaweed oh, muck. Yeah. And it was just, it was real stinky. Yeah. yeah. Real stinky. And that beach, like when it's Sea the seaweed decay smell can sometimes yes. be really overwhelming. I think it's so. it's more that than than the low tides. Yeah, yeah. But we did go in the water a little bit. It was alarmingly warm. I've heard. Oh, wow. Yeah, a couple people have told me this week that the water's yeah really warm, and I haven't gotten in in a little I while. I was I was at Long Sands on Thursday, and it was also like it should not be this warm, but wow. I'm gonna go in. Oh. But then oddly enough, short sands Friday pretty cold. Mm. Lauren, <laughs> when we um, first became friends years and years ago, Lauren took me to like a ton of the local beaches that I'd never been to, including the private York Beach. Um, oh, Cape Natic Beach? Was that the one? Don't know. Okay. I don't remember the name of it, but it's near the inn, whatever inn that is. That like special in the York Inn or oh, whatever. The Cape Natic Inn? Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. So maybe we were in Cape Natic, but it's the one that you like. Which isn't really an inn. It was a restaurant. What is it? What did the beach look like? So it was small okay. and you were like, people have places that they actually park here, like places where you're like known for parking in this area or known for like your family's place. On oh, the beach. York Harbor Beach. York yes. Harbor Beach. Okay. Okay. Yes. Right which on. is near the York Harbor Inn. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, I know it's a place that's yeah. important. Yeah. Harbor um, Beach very much has like specific family like yeah. zones like everybody has their go-to place i yeah. just remember it was like high summer and it was the coldest thing i'd like ever you and i could only get up to our thighs and that's us we yeah. like cold water yeah i mean yeah, yeah i'll swim year round yeah. but sometimes right you get like a, a storm or a cold pocket yeah. and it is alarming and it is much colder to go in cold water when it's hot out mm -hmm. than it is to go in cold water like if it was march and yeah. the yeah the water more closely matches the air yeah, temperature. It's yeah, just so much less shocking. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Well, I love that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I am really ready for some beach days. Yeah. I feel like it has rained every fucking weekend and for most of the month. I know. And I'm the we really couple pockets the of sun. Right now. I know. I brought my suit. And like the couple pockets of sun we've had, it's been like during meetings. And I'm like, oh, look, it's nice out. 
And I don't normally get moody about the weather, but I'm like pretty fucking at my wits end. I'm just ready for a different weather pattern. Yeah. Ready for some sunshine. I need a beach day. I haven't had one yet. I haven't had one yet either. And usually you and I have actually typically Mm -hmm. gone to the beach by the end of June at least once. Or just randomly run into each other on the beach. That's right. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, let's just cross our fingers and, you know, let's just uh, record this real fast so we can get there right now. (laughs) (laughs) JK. (laughs) Um, So, Ashley, do you have any gossip this week? I do. So, <laughs> shocking. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am excited to talk about this because, um, as I think I've mentioned before, I've been off of Facebook since 2018, I think. So, it's been a really long time that I haven't been on Facebook. So, I haven't been on any of those apps where you see like a lot of community discussion. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of forgot what it was like. You have reminded me a little bit when you have like read stuff off of the South Berwick Facebook page or whatever. Where yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Some of which we're going to talk about in a little while. Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's going to be an app-heavy combo then because this week um, I actually was at the laundromat yesterday morning where I also ran into Steph. <laughs> I knew it would happen one of these days. Someday, yeah. <laughs> and right at that moment, I had downloaded the Next Door app. Okay. And I had done this because I had seen a TikTok where someone was like, wow, the Nextdoor app's got some good gossip. And I was like, well, I better check it out, you know? Yeah, so, I don't know this app. Yeah, it's an app where you you download it, you put in your address, and basically, like, you can see all posts of people who are, like, in your neighborhood or close to you. And it'll tell you, like, their location. So, like, I was seeing some posts from people, like, up in Scarborough, for example, but – Whatever. And you can also connect. It'll tell you who's in your neighborhood that you can connect with on this app if you want to, which I chose. No, thank you. But yeah. I was like, I just would like to alert. Is connect with like a euphemism for hook up with? No, 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 no. Okay. no it's not a sex app. <laughs> okay. It's definitely like an app where um, you're supposed to post like things you want to sell, things gotcha. going on in the neighborhood. Like some, this would be a boom, a place for the boom. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> to, to be discussed. All right. Um, just like stuff going on in the neighbor mm-hmm. is the idea here. Of course, it's going to turn into all sorts of other stuff well, because yeah, humans are humans and no one can stay People on will online. always use an app to find sex. Um, and people will always <laughs> use an app to like espouse their political beliefs totally. or like XYZ, you know? And I just want everyone to know how excited you were. Oh my God. I was also just excited to see you though. <laughs> but you were also really excited about the app. Yeah. I screamed, <laughs> yeah. I screamed out my window. I like hurled my body out of my car window to be like, you're never going to believe what I just did <laughs> and what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ended up being downloaded an app. I yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, because it's exciting. Yeah. I don't know. It's exciting for me. I'm excited to hear more about it. Yeah. For sure. And I will also say that, Steph, you were um, you really gave me a lot of energy in that moment. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I downloaded this app and I was just scrolling through and I was like, I hope I find something interesting. And honestly, a lot of stuff was above board. Like a lot of stuff, unfortunately, was like, <laughs> was like I'm trying to get two trees taken down in my in my yard and every single arborist is busy. I know they've got a ton to do. Does anyone have anyone? And Mm. then there was like, I don't know, just like, does anyone know? There was a lot of discussion about, because like last week and the week before, and maybe the week before that, there were a bunch of um, aerial shows like at Pease, the Air Force Base and like stuff. So people were like, what's that that sound? Like, why are we hearing so many jets? And other people were like, oh, they're doing aerial testing and like this and that. And and they're doing training exercises. And so it'll be this weekend and next weekend or whatever. And then like 
people like arguing about whether it was appropriate or not. And then mm-hmm. always like five to 10 people just posting the sound of freedom. Yes. I saw a post in one of our, that came up in one of my feeds that like was about that same thing. And somebody was just like, honestly, like, what is this noise that's going on? Uh, somebody immediately was just like, if you don't like the sound of freedom and you don't support our military, move back to where you came from. And yeah. I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I know. And then it became a whole debate yes. about whether or not we support our troops. And yes. it's like, totally. Wait, what? <laughs> just wondering about the sound, thanks. Yeah. Just wondering about the sound. And like, if all. anybody knew, like, a schedule or when it would not be the sound. Exactly. Yeah. Someone was like, I just wanted to know because my it's like freaking my dog out. That's it. Let's yeah. take, take a chill pill. But yeah. the, so the thing about that I've noticed anyway on this next door app is that like people also kind of police the political talk and they're like, that's not for this app. Oh, interesting. <laughs> which I find really fascinating. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that a little bit in this thing. So I just want to talk about this post that I did find. So it's a dude named Chris um, who lives... Actually, it doesn't say what town he's in. It just says his actual street, so I won't read that. I think that's like a little much. (laughs) Um, But here's his post. I have a question. If a neighbor knocked on your door and asked to borrow some sugar, an egg, hot sauce even, number one, would you answer your door? Number two, would you actually have the ingredients? And then he goes on and he says, I grew up in a world without cameras to guard a home. The door was unlocked. The gun in my house was a BB gun. I learned to aim out my parents' bathroom window, and I'm actually a pretty decent shot. It was the 70s. I was a child. Smiley emoji. There's a lot going on in that. I know. Wow. I know. There's a lot of times we're better. I know. (laughs) Crazy. But it was just a hilarious way to open up this conversation, I guess. Yeah. And also, I think he's trying to tell a little joke. I think he's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's true that he shot somebody out the window when he was a kid. (laughs) But what what I asked the two of you to start with is, in this situation, a neighbor knocks on your door. Number one, would you answer? Do you answer your door if a neighbor knocks on your door? Yeah. Yeah. I love answering the door. Yeah. You love answering yeah. the door. I love when people drop by. Okay, could you yeah. could you state your um, age, please? 29. 29 years old, love when people drop by. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And Lauren, state your age, please, and your feelings on this. I am almost 41, <laughs> and um, I am fine with people dropping by. I know most of my neighbors, not all of them. Mm-hmm. It depends on who the neighbor is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, generally I open the door unless it looks like somebody who is going to talk about religion or has uh, like a clipboard and it's the middle of my work day because okay. I'm like, I don't, ha- don't have time. For I'm this. fine with signing petitions or whatever, but like usually I don't have enough time for that. Uh-huh. So and I can see my front door from where I sit at my desk. So I usually I- am like, do they have a clipboard? Okay. <laughs> and I will say I have zero view of my door from any point in my house. Uh-huh. So it's just always a surprise. <laughs> Got it. Nice. My feeling about answering the door, I... And how old are you? Oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I am 107. <laughs> I am the ancient age of 4'2". <laughs> I'm the oldest of the crew here and certainly the least mature. Um, so answering at the door, for me, I like people stopping by. I do do naked time in my house, though. So uh, that's like one yeah. problemo. And this place is so small that often I'm doing naked dash from bathroom into kitchen to like grab a thing and then run back to bathroom to finish whatever I'm doing, like, you know, combing my hair post shower or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So that is one small problem because you can also see everything from the front door. <laughs> yeah, it's like a 100% it's so shiny. window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's one little issue. And I'll say the only other problem with the would you answer the door is that I don't like it when my parents drop by. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had to try to hold them to like, you need to call or text first because there has been at least one time when they came by when they really should not have been here. <laughs> I'm just like, what's going on there? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not going to tell us. Yeah, no, I'm not going to tell you. But I'll just say, you can guess what it is. Like when my mother started getting into this thing where she was like, I'm just going to swing by Ashley's house on Saturday, on Saturday mornings at like 10 a.m. No, what are you doing? Yeah. I am an unmarried sex wench. <laughs> Terrible time to swing by my place. So anyway, so I've made rules. Yeah. And she has been abiding, which That's is good. also great. Yeah. Anyway, second question. Would you actually have the ingredients if someone was coming by for an ingredient? Yes. Those yeah, that's ingredients, for sure. Certainly. I Your also pan- have yeah. those three ingredients. Okay, yes. sweet. Um, really hard to say for me. I do a scant shopping these days, like really just what I'm going to need for the week and yeah. I plan it out. And then so I don't have a lot of extras on hand. So I couldn't couldn't say I would. But like your two pantries, I'm imagining extremely shit, extremely stocked. Yeah. I don't even have a pantry, so I can't really be fucking around here with lots of ingredients. Yeah, I have, I have, yeah, two pantries and a backup pantry. Oh, I know. It's pretty much if there's something you need, I'm the neighbor to come to. Yeah, which is good <laughs> to know for the apocalypse. Yeah. Okay, so responses from people is where it gets interesting, <laughs> obviously, as you would imagine. Um, so here are some responses that I thought were cool uh, or, like, interesting. Some of them were not cool, <laughs> not cool at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brian says, number one, depends on how well I know and trust the neighbor, and number two, what they want to borrow. And I like his discernment. <laughs> He's like, if I don't like the neighbor, I'm not answering the door. And if they want to borrow something I don't want to give, then I'm not going to give it to them. Well, and I, I think that's reasonable. Fine. In some ways. And there's a lot of people responding things, responding with things like, I wouldn't mind. And yeah. I'm like, okay, that's great. <laughs> now, there's this woman, Linda, who pops up multiple times in, the, in this response chain. And I'm... <laughs> I like Linda. She gives a lot. She's a, a real TMI sort of person, which I think is <laughs> yes. great on Live an app like this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Linda says, I always answer. My next door neighbor came over to borrow baking soda shortly after I moved in seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think she was curious about me. And since then, we've become dear friends. But oh. someone in a suit and tie? No way. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I want to know why. I know. Because they're probably religious i mean i don't know hard to say i feel like a suit and tie i would probably make that assumption yeah or it might be like an anti-corporatist stance unsure yeah could be (laughs) anti-business man a bunch of people are doing depends on what time of year winter yes summer dot 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 which i'm like okay well i don't know if it's a yes or no and i think you were like stolen away from your app before you could finish your thought but (laughs) i thought that was interesting um then don says yes i do it all the time my son lives next door and I also like helping people. <laughs> I was like, that's nice. Um, and then John pops on and says, depends on what you mean by a neighbor. If you mean someone I recognize as living in my neighborhood, of course I would answer the door and try to help them. If you mean a stranger, I would step outside and speak to them and determine what they want and I would size them up. As far as having what they needed, I probably would have it, depending on what exactly they were looking for. (laughs) Weird answer. And then this guy named Daryl responds to John's weird answer and says, oh, I would. My neighbor is hot, exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Big eyes, small waist. Maybe I'll go knocking. Weird. Wow. Whoa. Big eyes. Small, small waist. waist. I think we have the episode title right there. <laughs> the other contender was the sound of freedom. Yes. <laughs> oh. And then Linda comes back on. Linda's back. And Linda would like to say, 
When Shannon came over, who's obviously <laughs> Shannon's seven years ago neighbor, when Shannon came over, I had already left homemade yeast rolls on her door. Now we simply walk into each other's houses. I live on Beep Street in Portland, far west block. People said I was crazy buying a house there, but it brought me this house in Scarborough, and I had a wonderful neighbor. Weird place, great now. Make the effort. Say hello. Thanks, Linda. <laughs> Then Alyssa pops in and she's like, I would never answer the door unless I'm expecting someone. Someone tried to break in while I was dog sitting alone once. They tried to get in through the sliding glass door, but I kept a piece of wood in the space where it would slide so they couldn't open it. Scared me so badly. And now I don't open the door for anyone. Mm. I was like, well, that makes perfect fucking sense for sure. And the original poster, Chris, gets on there and it's like, I'm really sorry. And I didn't mean to like bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> like hurt your feelings basically. Then Sarah gets on, absolutely, I always answer the door. I would help anyone I've, I would ever meet, and I could realistically help them. I would realistically help them. Asking for ingredients is a realistic request. <laughs> I love that. Really loves realism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Must be grounded in reality. Exactly. <laughs> and then Mary Beth gets on and says, of course. And yes, I have several types of hot sauce. <laughs> Which then results in all these people just listing what hot sauces they have in their house, which I love. Raul has Cholula. <laughs> Sally has Sriracha. <laughs> Thank you so much for this, you guys. I love the alliteration almost. <laughs> Sally has Sriracha. Raul has Cholula. <laughs> and then Paul gets on and just literally says, well, I'd offer him a ride to the grocery store. <laughs> It's like, Weird. okay, Paul, yeah. yeah, I know. Then June gets on and she's like, it would depend on if you knew them well, but yes, I would let them borrow it. It could have been for a child, capital C. Huh. <laughs> the whole borrowing of ingredients thing. I'm like, are you? Are these folks expecting somebody to bring this back? Yeah. Like a cup of flour and a, some sriracha? It's so weird. Huh. And then Andrea pops on, hashtag me too, Chris. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not how you use that. <laughs> hashtag me too, Chris. And I lived in Metro New York, smiley face. So number one, absolutely. Number two, would have to hunt for sugar, but maybe they'd accept some honey or molasses or agave syrup. <laughs> And then um, there's a bunch of yeses, and then Andrew pops on, and he's like, of course. And if I don't have what they need, we would figure out how to get the ingredients, because community is important. All right. <laughs> I was like, okay, communist. <laughs> um, Andrea comes on and says, yes, we do, but I'd be a little suspicious past 9 or 10 p.m., especially if I don't recognize them. We've been here since 1980. We know our neighborhood. Yeah. I if like, I didn't know them and it was like nighttime. 10 p.m.? Yeah. Do you have a cup of sugar? I'm like, that's a murder. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and then Eric comes on from Sako. And Eric is like, if I know them, of course. And I cook a lot, so no problem with ingredients. But if I don't recognize them, still yes, but with a concealed <laughs> handgun. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And then the original poster gets on and goes, okay, so I won't be knocking on your door, Eric. And Eric responds, yeah, it's best to call or text first, LOL. These conversations are so interesting to me because in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, answer the door. Yeah. I just, I, I've, I've never thought about all these specifics of when you wouldn't or if you do, what kind of gun you're going to have. Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get on to Barbara. She's like, if they need more than one thing, they should go to the store. <laughs> But who knows the circumstances? I would probably still give it to them. Okay, Babs. 
<laughs> wow. Oh, God. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. A bunch of yeses. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Okay. All right. I always answer, and they do not need to borrow sugar, eggs, and hot sauce. They can have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. And then Bonnie gets on and goes, well, not the second time. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't come back for that stuff. Also, <laughs> eggs are like a million dollars now. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Although... I know we were talking about student tips for savings. Yeah. This is a I don't know if we had pre-record. Yes. So everyone knows. I don't know if either of you are like adamant that like your eggs must be organic. But if you feel like you have to buy organic eggs, I highly recommend at Whole Foods, they have the 18 packs of organic Valley eggs that are only $7.99. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Great. Also, Tender Crop in Dover. I think they've raised it now, but last time I saw the sign, it's like the first dozen you buy it's you know like a normal kind of expensive price but then when you go back to refill the carton it's $2.99 oh, oh nice and it's their God. own eggs oh that's <gasps> amazing I'm totally going that's there. what that's I'm a doing. much better local yeah. option it's worthwhile to drive to Dover for it yeah and, oh, it yeah. Might, and, and again it might be up to $3.99 or $4.99 now but I'm like that's it's not it's still yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and some of the 12 or the 18 packs at Whole Foods are like Twelve ninety nine. I know. I know. You know? And, and honestly, a bunch of the dozens at Whole Foods are seven yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, so. exactly. So I always buy the eighteen or when I'm there. Mm, that's so interesting. And th- what I find fascinating about that though is that I won't go through eighteen before they go bad. Oh, really? So I have a hard time figuring out as a single. Well, so I don't know. I just need to figure this out. Maybe I could do an egg share with someone. We could buy the eighteen, split it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Anyway, that's something to consider. <laughs> um, okay. Lauren, sorry, but spelled L-O-R-I-N, Uh-oh. which I find interesting. I had a moment in middle school because yeah. there was like a cool older Lauren who spelled uh-huh. her name that way. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to spell my name L-O-R-I-N. And it lasted for like three weeks. And I was like, this is stupid. A bunch of me and a bunch of my friends in the 90s got into spelling our names differently. And oh, for a yeah. while, I was A-S-C-H-L-E-I. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is a common rite of passage. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm different, but also kind of the same. <laughs> exactly. Um, Lauren says, I would as long as I recognize that they're from my complex. Running out of something unexpectedly right when you need it is the worst. If I didn't recognize them at all, I would be cautious because I have kiddos to keep safe. But I might make a polite excuse for not being able to open the door and perhaps gather up what they need and send it out. There was a pretty graphic horror movie where things go very, very wrong after two boys borrow eggs and they didn't actually need them. So it's a hard one to get out of your head. People are really paranoid. But it's also just like, why are you sharing that on the next door app? (laughs) One time I watched this movie and... There was this fictitious movie about this thing happening once. Like, Yeah, and then John pops on, yeah, I have all those ingredients and a gun, LOL. It's fucked up. Okay. Um, Me and my... This is Mark. Mark is like, me and my 135-pound Mastiff always answer the door. Known neighbors can walk right in without knocking, and Tony the carnivorous pony always (laughs) greets them with a wagging tail. But if you knock, you could see the steel door bulging outward from Tony on the inside. Diablo reincarnate. I know. I know. I'm like, what a threat, man. And then people respond all about Tony. There's a whole conversation about Tony, you know, whatever. Um, This one lit the entire thread on fire. (laughs) This comes from a dude named SP. Okay. And he says, I have already given my neighbors authentic hot sauce from the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) No 
knowing that I am a healthy, lifelong vegan, no one would knock on my door for the dropped, unfertilized ovaries of chickens. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Nor sugar, which is usually refined through an animal body product and is not vegan. Such a silly question. I am even being silly answering it. But I do so only to introduce respect and freedom for all animals, birds, and fish not to be used, abused, nor eaten. I will always speak for all animals and species despite the cruelty of people who say they love animals and then listen, they eat them. How do you know your neighbor's a vegan? <laughs> They'll tell you. And <laughs> oh so my then God. people lose their shit on him, obviously. And someone goes, how do you feel about eating bugs? <laughs> And then the original poster gets on here and says, listen, this has absolutely nothing to do with your vegan agenda. This is getting really old having you try to take over all threads that have nothing to do with your need to force this information on all of us. Also, there's no fucking thing as authentic hot sauce, you fucker. (laughs) And then I have two neighbors that we always borrow ingredients from each other. It's awesome. And then we party together and we have yard sales together. (laughs) Like, awesome. Great. <sighs> okay, and I think that's really just about it. That's a little uh, um, glimpse into what's going on in the Nextdoor app. I was a big <laughs> fan. I loved seeing that everyone is pissed at a, at a vegan. <laughs> the vegan and the hashtag me too. Hashtag me Kill too. Me. Oh my God. I just hadn't been around like any of these like community sourced like message board situations and so Isn't many it delightful? Years. I mean, this is like literally the only reason I ever go to Facebook. Yeah. The only reason I still have Facebook is for yeah. like these town groups. Yeah. Well, I was right in the middle of reading this when Steph came around the corner and was like, hi. And so I was just like, <laughs> you're not going to believe what I just did. <laughs> I'm like reading hashtag me too and peeing myself and Steph comes around the corner. <laughs> uh, so well good. done. Thank I you. So I have a few little things to share. One is an update on the unfolding work gossip we've been talking about over the last few weeks. Nice. So I heard from this busybody who informed me that um, apparently this whole situation where, um, just to recap for those of you who may not be listening in exact order or maybe haven't caught up, there was a meltdown at somebody's work where it turned out that the CEOs and some up higher level leadership were emailing disparaging comments about an employee who happened to be their top salesperson. And that person was accidentally copied on the email thread and then immediately quit. Then we found out that they also like informed some of the big accounts of what was going on and the poor leadership. And suggested that they stop doing business with the company. Yes. So... This week's update is that a major investor pulled out of this company and the company had to lay off 40% of their workforce, oh, including the busybody who no! told us the gossip. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, this I is thought huge. that they quit. No. The person who was on the email quit, but the busybody oh, who told us was still working at the company it. was kind of a new employee. Got it. Um, and has since been laid, laid off. off. So... Busybody, we're Art, so sorry, but yeah. also hopefully you can like have a really fun summer. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's really stressful. And also I'm glad you're out of there and Man. keep my ear to the ground for anything. They should better. fire that freaking CEO. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like your stupid fucking emailing has wrought havoc on yeah. your company. And I'm sure there's so much else going on. Like if that, <gasps> I feel like that email is like indicative of poor leadership generally. Yes. So like. 
that person, yeah, just shouldn't be a CEO. Wow. And who knows? The other leadership is probably shitty, too, because generally people who are shitty leaders hire shitty leaders. Good update. Yeah. (laughs) And also, what an endorsement for quote-unquote soft skills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. If you think being nice to people doesn't matter in business, it does. It fucking does. It pays, literally. Yeah, really. So even if you're only looking at it from like a business point of view, it's a good investment. Yeah. Deal with your shit. Yeah. Go to therapy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, don't be a dick bag. Add a couple exclamation points to your email. Yeah. Yeah. If it's just one to start. I know Uh, it can feel awkward. Uh, And also just honestly, like a really, really good best practice for anyone who's sending emails is just give a cursory check who you're you're sending to before you click send. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing anyway, but you know, and also just don't put shitty things in writing. Like mm-hmm. somebody yeah. could just forward that, even if you didn't accidentally copy them on it. Like yeah. it's in writing. Like duh. So, um, yeah, that's my update there. The conclusion of that. I'm glad we got it in before the, on the last episode. That no that little kidding. Saga has come drawn to a close, at least as far as the busybody's concerned. Another little update is so um, I have some South Berwick. A couple of South Berwick news Excellent. Things. Yes, hit us. So there's been this ongoing saga um, where somebody bought a property sort of near where you and I lived together, Ashley, down in South Berwick, like on that part of Main Street, uh-huh. that lower Main Street. Just so everyone knows, we used to live across the street from Fogarty's. If you're yeah. local, you'll know exactly where we were. Yes. And an area which I have come to find is referred to as Happy Valley. Valley baking pies. Um, <laughs> getting baked. <laughs> and so do you remember there was like a barber shop with like a trailer behind it kind of down where there's kind of a creek that comes through there, a feeder creek, a little bit more towards town from where we were, not towards Fogarty's, but towards I the do. other way. I yeah. Do. yeah, I had to really think about it. But yep, I do remember now. Yeah. yeah. So like a year or two ago, a, a young couple bought that property when it came up for sale and removed the trailer and their plan was to create a beer garden and like a little restaurant with an outdoor seating space. Huh. The majority of the town is psyched about this and, <laughs> and really I've only ever heard people be excited about it, but the town has, they've had tons of issues with the town. So basically there were, they had gotten like a building permit, but then they, it turned out that they hadn't like gone through the planning board yet. So then there was like a stop work order when they were like part of the way through the work after they put some insulation in, and then um, I don't know exactly what happened, but then this the town ended up taking out like a lawsuit to enforce the stop work order. And this is like two young people who are like trying to start a business yeah. and the town keeps being like, we need to attract business and grow. But like, not that from business. what I can tell, it's just been <laughs> like whatever. a hindrance over and over and over again. Uh. Anyway, so now the um, as of this week, the town has lifted the like potential lawsuit or the pending lawsuit, and finally granted them, like, permits to move forward with this. So we will eventually be getting the Happy Valley Beer Garden. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so, and and there were lots of issues with, like, parking, because they don't have, like, a parking lot. It's street parking and blah, 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 blah. But, like, there's so many people who can walk there from where we live. Can't they park at the church and then go get wasted at the beer garden? (laughs) Right. And there seems to be no issue for that for like any of the weed stores that are in that area Mm. either. And I know people don't like hang out there, so it's different. But anyway, so it looks like it's happening and I'm excited. And anyway, people should give them a follow because I think it will be a nice little addition to our downtown. That's great. Yeah. Love that. Um, And then (laughs) 
my third and final update from the South Berwick uh, Facebook group is that somebody went into the group and decided that they were going to write a South Berwick anthem oh. in, in the form of a rap. Gold! Gold! This has not been written yet, but they were sourcing important <laughs> points about the town to mention and incorporate into the anthem. Oh and let me God. tell you, some of the answers were just golden. We're in the R&D phase. <laughs> I love it. And I think you will hear a lot of themes from previous Bay Patrol episodes <laughs> in this list. And so it felt like another so really good sort of culminating oh. conversation about the Facebook group. So at least for season one. So some some hot topics that I've listed out, things that came up multiple times in the thread, which is still being added to because it just got posted like a week or so ago. Speed bumps and crosswalks. <laughs> Traffic lights. <laughs> Um, <laughs> or the lack thereof. Yes, the lack thereof. Or the possibility thereof. Um, <laughs> I loved this one. The twisty slide that used to be at the Central School. <laughs> oh, there used to be a twisty slide at the Central Apparently. School? Apparently. Wow. Yeah, yeah I think important. they redid that playground in like the early 2000s. So, you know, it, not anytime recently. I'm sorry, but it seems critical to me. <laughs> it's <such laughs> important business. It is. And I want to know what it was about this twisty slide that made it noteworthy 20 years later. Oh, totally. I bet it was really fun, but I bet it burned people's legs and or it had the like openings in the slats that sort of like rip at your Ooh, clothes yeah. or your thigh oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like one of the metal ones that's super fast unless you have sweaty legs. Yeah. 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 And in which case you just come yeah. to a stop. You either come careening <laughs> out of it like yeah. you're, yeah, um, I would imagine. It but. shot children into kittering. Yes. <laughs> if any busy bodies know the deets on the old twisty slide at the central school, yeah, you absolutely. let us know. Yeah. Um, this is something I'm going to look more into because I don't know about it is the legend of witch trot, what? which witch trot road is a road kind of like out on like the mountain, like Mount Agamenica sort of side of town have always um, passed it and loved it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a beautiful road. I know some people who live there. Um, so I don't know what the legend of witch trot is, but you can look forward to that on season two. <laughs> um, <laughs> there used to be a roller rink in. Okay. So there's debates about where it was, but it was in the downtown strip either, like in the space where the ballroom is now, which is like a rental space in one of those brick buildings that's like upstairs or somebody says, or where Dr. Zoyce's office was, which oh. is such a freaking locals way of putting something. It's like, you know, you turn left at the, the gas station that, um, that used to be a Dairy Queen. And then you like, and it's always like four generations ago what it was. And, yeah. yeah. And Dr. Zoyce probably died in 1974. Yeah, I have I mean? no idea. Where Dr. Zoyce's office was in the 50s. Yes. And I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that name correctly. It could be Zoyce. I don't know. Mm. Um, there was a lot of, there were a lot of people saying, don't say Sobo in the song. <laughs> Which, um, so yes, lots of feelings about Sobo, of course, because always. So there used to be a hardware store in town that people really wanted mentioned, but I did find out that it was run by two women. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, that's awesome. I Bring it back. Yeah, right? Bring it back. Yes. Bring it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Of course, people drowning in the mill pond was brought up. Oh, very it important. Still a very big swimming spot, uh -huh. but a couple people have drowned trying to make it all the way out to the little island with the rope swing. Which, P.S., you and I have done a bazillion times. A bazillion and times. And I think there's definitely usually like Alcohol substances involved, involved yeah, yeah, with people dying unfortunately yeah. on that swim. I did hear one of them was a Marine at one point, which is oh, interesting. No. Yeah. Of course, Sarah Orrin Jewett came up a lot, our local, our local hero and... 
and again, many, many generations old. Yeah, for um, sure. More than one person mentioned one cop who died 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there were several mentions of our mailman, <laughs> which we have multiples, but like people would just say like the mailman. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> this was one that really cracked me up. Somebody just wrote, everyone is missing a cat. <laughs> and it is kind of true. Um, and last, but of course not least, the boom. boom. <laughs> so I will, I will um, look forward to having this track out in the world, and I will certainly oh, bring it back wait. to this podcast when and if said track ever lands, please. and I hope it does. Oh, please. I cannot wait to hear the Sobo rap. <gasps> it won't be Sobo. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But it is. It's make a lot of people very spicy. Oh, my God. I love that. It <laughs> make a lot of people very spicy. <laughs> wow. That's so great. Thank you. <laughs> Steph, do you have any gossip this week? I do. Oh. Ooh. This comes from... Foster's Daily Democrat, Ooh, which classic. is yep, mm -hmm. which is Dover's own local newspaper. It has provided much gossip for this podcast. Yes, that's so. true. Because <laughs> you read the paper and yep. then I read the gossip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I will quickly tell you about this gossip um, out of Portsmouth. So in Prescott Park, which is a little park on the Piscataqua River, there's lovely foliage and mm -hmm. concerts and musicals. Um, and there is a fence that is covered with quote unquote love locks. And it's this thing that happens in a lot of cities apparently where like a couple will put a lock on the fence. Sometimes they'll write their initials on it to like signify their love. And then they like throw the key in the water to be like, we're never breaking up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't even know that we had this in Portsmouth. I didn't know I didn't either, either until you're just telling yeah. me now. I'm like, ah, uh, what? That's so romantic. Yeah, I know. And so when I first saw this, I was just like, one, I'm just finding out about this and I'm mad about it. Um, <laughs> but then as I read through, I was kind of like, okay, I kind of get it. So I guess. The, Wait, you feel mad that. That they're taking them down. Oh, okay. Because it just seems like a, like a fun little local thing that people do. And totally. I felt like the city was killing love. Yes. I feel that way too. <laughs> yeah. I'm on yeah. that side. I 100% disagree. But, <laughs> but let's go further yeah. into this yeah, yeah. and talk about it. So apparently this, this trend in Portsmouth started in 2014. And I'm scrolling through the article now. So forgive me for... Um, some pauses. So the presence of the, this is a quote from the article, the presence of the locks date back to at least 2014 when a city artist and downtown design firm owner unnamed started the quote Portsmouth love wall unquote with friends encouraging locals to hang locks on the chain link fence in memory of deceased loved ones, which is a really nice. Love it. Yeah. But I guess it's, so it's continued as that. And also people, um, you know, commemorating their relationships. But apparently it's become a bit of a problem because it's adding significant weight to the fence. And there are some pictures there that we can include so you can see just how many locks there are. Honestly, I don't think there's that many to really pose that much of a risk. But city manager Karen Conrad disagrees. She says there's a huge risk. And she has a very strange quote, in my opinion, that says, quote, what we are concerned about is the use of the fence and city property in that area. 
So in a sense, we were taking back the fence. <laughs> Which, oh, that, man. That, that answer is basically like, we are able to control it and therefore yes. we are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want to lose any control that we could possibly have yeah. over a space yeah. in our city. Like it belongs to us, not you. Yes. Yeah. You as the city people don't get to actually own your Where city. there yes. are so many reasons you could give. It's just like, right. what? That's yeah. a non, right. that's the most Wacky. political answer I've ever totally. heard. Right? And I, and I want to, and you'll see this in the picture. It's just a shitty chain link fence. This yeah. is not some like historical whatever it's a shitty fence the only actual reason that I think makes sense and when I read this I was like I guess I get it is that because there are hundreds of these locks and they're metal and they're heavy they're actually adding significant weight to the fence and this has been an issue in other cities such as Perry, um, <laughs> where not Perry, Maine, right? Yeah, or, or Perry, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Paris, France. Um, so this is the case on a bridge above the Seine River that was quote previously plastered with forty-five tons of love locks, and a portion of the bridge railing collapsed, buckling from the weight of the romantic display. So flowery way to talk about it, but okay. Yeah. I actually had only ever heard of this in. I've only ever heard of the Paris Lovelocks. I didn't realize that other cities, counties, places in the world had their had a Lovelock bridge or fence. And I love that this was in Portsmouth, and I never even knew I know. about it. Yeah, I didn't know that it was in Portsmouth either. But I have seen that, like, you know, since the Lovelocks in Paris have like grown and grown and grown, mm-hmm. yeah. and they've gotten a lot of attention. That like it's happening kind of all over the place now. Mm, and I yeah. know other cities have had issues with this, but like a lot of collapsing and crumpling and just like general, like, I don't know, like, I'm just like not into like, hey, we're going to leave a mark publicly Mm -hmm. like that in in general. I mean, that's not to say I don't, I I like graffiti and things like that, but it just, I don't know. I just think it feels like really trite and like commercial and like very. Mm. Oh, great. 90s Lauren has come to the podcast. I'm just like, is this really like an a romantic expression of love if done en masse in a specific spot where like everybody does it? Like, I don't, I just, I don't find it romantic first. And second of all, I do think that it is just like structurally an issue. So I get that they want to get rid of them. <laughs> I don't know where this fence in Prescott Park is. It's like, mm-hmm. is it over? Is it one of the ones on the edge of the the water? So it if it were to, to collapse, is it going to fall into a marina or yes. onto boaters? I think or... that this is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Counterpoint. I just yeah. want to say, <laughs> historioculturally and archaeologically, I think that it poses a really interesting thing, which is whenever like a population chooses to do some sort of like um, cultural display and culturally emotional display, then when it is found and discovered, it's mm. always like really fascinating and beautiful. And um, and there are like examples that I can't pull from my amazing brain in this exact moment. But, you know, there are examples of like collective representation or or like collective art around love and um commitment that have been found by archaeologists in um you know digs and that sort of thing and i think it's kind of lovely and i like to think about i don't know an archaeologist in a thousand years finding portsmouth law 
Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, and I like think anthropologically it it kind of interesting that this has become a worldwide phenomenon. And yeah. Like fairly new. Mm-hmm. I also like people throwing keys in the river is not something I'm into. Like, yeah. Like yeah. That part maybe. Trash in our river. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's very true. Probably yeah. true. I don't know. I just, I like um, public displays like that. Like I also yeah. think, I, even though it's also destructive, people who would like carve their initials into things, yeah. I find that really precious. Also in the, in the picture, some of the locks are like clearly custom made. And they're like, oh, there's wow. this one's a fish. They've ones with people's names etched on them. This one says, Love you forever. It's sweet. And now imagine the city just bulldozing those down. <laughs> I feel like the city should remove that section so, of fence and then make and yes. be like, if you put one on here, come and claim it. It's well, okay. So that's what you can do. Oh, okay, so great. they're going to be, so it says they're going to take them down as soon as possible. But if you have a lock here and you have a key, you should that come you get it. you retrieve out of the river. <laughs> Yeah, if you bring a giant <laughs> magnet to the bottom of the river and try every single key you found, maybe you can take your lock. Yeah. So you you are encouraged to come get your lock as soon as possible, or I'm sure you could just like cut it off if you wanted it. But they're going to be taking them down as soon as possible. Two things: I propose that the city builds a fence along like a building wall, and people right. can go put the locks there. Yeah, and so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So that's what I say. And um, would also love to know if there's anyone listening who has a love lock. Yeah, and what is your opinion? Yeah, mm. would love to know what your thoughts are yeah. for sure. Please email us or DM mm-hmm. us on yeah. Insta. I also think like, do they really think this is going to work? People are still going to put lots of locks on whatever fence they put back. <laughs> People up. love yeah. putting locks well, all over. You the know place. what I mean? Like, there's yeah. Then it's going to yeah, be yeah. like uh, anti-establishment. Like pick a my new my love has no bounds. You can't break my love. Mm. Like, <laughs> which I do love. I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make an argument that Lauren's going to love because yeah. it's anti-establishment all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's now non-mainstream. <laughs> well, it just feels like. I don't know, like a, a mall version of romance to me when every, like when everybody does the same thing, you know, so like I like the sort of general sentiment of it. And it makes sense. I mean, Prescott Park is a place where people get a lot of wedding photos mm-hmm. and, you know, there's just a lot of ceremony that happens there. So, I, and it's beautiful. I understand the attraction, but I just, when I picture like if a partner was like, let's do this, I'd be like, can we like, I want to celebrate love, but is there some, some way that feels like a little more authentic and maybe this could just be me clearly i'm in the minority here but uh, not just in this room but like in the culture in general but uh i don't know it doesn't feel that original to me and part of like expressing love is like what's specifically important Mm. to the two of you and i don't know it doesn't feel like to me if i were in that situation that it would feel specific to our relationship but just generally something we're trying to like signal to the world it's not about us at that point but i was having this i I won't go too long into this but i was having this conversation the other night with a group of friends and my my one friend was just like i hate weddings and his overarching point was just that they're unoriginal (laughs) it's kind of like he was like at least do something interesting and i was like i get this and alex if you're listening sorry but like (laughs) i get it but my my argument was sometimes the fact that everyone does it adds to the significance. Mm-hmm. That's like this is the cultural thing that we do. So I hear you, and I think I disagree a little bit. That's okay. yeah. yeah, and I also was going to use weddings as an yeah. argument. Actually, I was going to construct an argument around yeah. the significance of weddings. But I also like I personally, and this is, again, just like us saying our personal values, I – while there are many parts of me that are very like anti-establishment or like um or just in that vein in general, there is also this strange part of me that's very wholesome and loves mm-hmm. a traditionalist mm-hmm. value too. Mm-hmm. 
And I sort of like appreciate gestures that have cultural and traditional significance. And so even when I'm like, weddings are an an arm of the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. I am also like, and I don't know, there's something nice about doing something that so many people have done before me or engaging in a practice that has historical or cultural significance. I don't know. I, you know, I like both of those Yeah, I'm with you. It's complicated. Yeah, Yeah, it's complicated. But another option for the locks is I think it'd be kind of cool if people took their locks and put them up around fencing around one of the like latest like banks or hotels that's going up and (laughs) cause the weight of the fence to collapse (laughs) on a new building that we don't need. (laughs) Love anarchy. Yes. Um. I love you so much. I destroyed this building. (laughs) Our love destroyed capitalism. Yeah. So that is my little gossip. Interesting. That's awesome. Fascinating. I'll be, Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm I'm interested to know that we have this in Portsmouth and also to hear more. I'd love to read the comment section if there is one. (laughs) So one thing I wanted to discuss were (laughs) Disney adults. Oh, so I have recently seen several of these coming up on the apps. And um, and I will say the few that I've seen have been divorced men. (gasps) And it's clear that they like are looking for this or possibly had it with their former partner. But like and I'm not just talking people who like Disney or like enjoy Mm -hmm. going there. I'm talking like capital D Capital A Disney adults, yes, people like, who identify yeah. as like through Disney membership in the Disney cult. Yeah, and I, I have such an aversion for it. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that Disney in general is just like not my thing. I like Disney movies, no problem there. But like going to Disney is not something I want to do. But I don't know. There's like so much more to it that I can't quite put my finger on. But it is just like it's it gives me the ick big time. I agree, and usually. I like to preface things saying, like, I don't want to judge. Like, I don't want to harsh people's mellow. Stop it. It's weird. (laughs) I think it's really weird. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm all for it. Like, whatever. Like, get down with your weird self. Like, if that's your thing, this isn't a judgment about the people. But it is interesting to me when people are seeking somebody else who is also a Disney adult. And, it, and I feel like there is a sexual element to it. It's like being a furry. And I don't know if that's actually accurate, yeah, but that is the vibe I get. That's helpful because I have to say, I was just about to say, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Um, and uh, I am, because uh, I disagree in a, just gently. Um, that this is, I think welcome it, to your debate podcast. I know, week. I, I know, right? It. I'm like, hi, I, I'm counterpoint. Um, <laughs> anyway, but I, because I actually am like, those folks, the Disney adults are so wild that I would prefer for them to find someone who's of their ilk because it would be whack for them to be with someone who's not a Disney adult. Imagine yeah. what that would be like. So I'm like, please fly that flag publicly so that we, you know, can get you with the right lid for your pot. Totally. And I will just say, I'm not great in this convo because because I have never been to Disney, never even been to Florida, haven't even seen all the Disney movies. Yeah. Like, so Oh, I haven't seen all the Disney movies. I went to so Disney once as a kid and was like, that was fine. I don't need to go again. Like, I it was fun. We both worked with a Disney adult. She would go most years to Disney with, a, with uh, adult yeah. friends. And um, 
And loved it and like loved the magic of Disney. And like yeah. I think there are people who like get packages and like get married there. Get married there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I guess I don't I don't know what the alert is. I have a tough time with parks in general. I find them so overstimulating and um at like to the point of nausea. And I also like Florida makes me uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Temperature wise makes me uncomfortable. I love that Disney is like giving the middle finger to Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Um, but I'll just say that I, other than that, I don't have many formed opinions around this, except that it is an interesting subculture and I love a subculture. Yeah. I think to me, it, and again, like with the clarification that we're not just talking about people who have an appreciation for the movies, like to watch them sometimes or like have fun at the park. But people who are like really, really, really in the culture, it maybe I'll cut this out. But like to no, me, do it, go. Yeah. It kind of signals like a little bit of arrested development. Oh yeah, yeah interesting. I'm yeah. like, this is this is for children, and I'm all about people indulging in things that they loved as a kid. And like, you know, like I have my like I have my Nancy Drew games, like I love them. But like, there's just something about that like capital D, capital A Disney adult <laughs> that I'm just like, you are refusing to grow up. And not yeah. in like a fun inner child way, mm-hmm. in a way that I find extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, in a lost boy kind yeah. of way. Yeah. And I, I don't actually don't even really know any people who – yeah, I don't really know any people that I would definitely be like, you are like what yeah. I would call a Disney adult. <laughs> but like yeah. I – so it – and that's part of the reason why I want to have this conversation because I don't really have – I have like a general sense of like that turns me off and there's something there that is like uncomfortable – to me and there's a colliding of feelings um and i don't entirely have like a well-formed point of view on but i've seen a few interesting things that i feel like illustrate the this like overlap between being sort of like having this sense of like arrested development and also there's like this interesting kind of like sexual component and i think that's what makes me uncomfortable but one was (laughs) this photo that i found and as as we've been saying, you know, capital D, capital A, when I say D, I mean the Disney, like, swoopy uh-huh. D here, so... <laughs> Do you think that's how they talk about their dick? <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> oh, no. So this is a picture of a couple in t-shirts that coordinate, <laughs> and they are a hetero couple, from oh, what I, I can tell I in this photo. Oh, no. And she is wearing a shirt that says, I wanted the D. Uh, and he uh, is wearing a shirt that says, I gave her the D. Uh, uh, that is too much for me. That is no, no, no. That is too much for me. I'm not into it. I, I unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's Zero wearing a, a Mickey Mouse fanny pack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fine. I have a fanny pack forever, but. Yeah, no, fanny pack is fine. Whoa. But, you know, just another Disney element, the Mickey Mouse fanny pack. Um, Hate it. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know if you two know this and I don't I don't know this because I've been looking for it by any means, but it like has come through through like just being on the Internet. But there's a lot of porn out there of like cartoon characters and characters from um, Disney movies and from like the Zootopia girl bunny is like a big porn thing, I guess. And Hmm. I guess Lois from like Family Guy is a big. Oh, yeah. Like lots of that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I haven't really. Yeah, I haven't really seen this so i don't really know precisely what it's like but i get the general gist yeah the people but, are into it yeah people are into run it, into it for yeah. sure and um so you just have to yeah you have to wonder like what's the what's the deal there yeah like mm-hmm. you know it is 
is there something about like specific characters or people in the costumes and like yeah i i feel like this is something we could find some person to look up on reddit for us yeah like is there overlap with <laughs> There's the be a furry kind yeah, of thing right, and right. i did once work with a furry and i will say that they had very much disney adult vibes about them uh-huh yeah <laughs> so uh-huh. you know and i could i could be wrong and it could be just be like a small subset of people who are this way and i'm sure there's a lot about the park and being really into disney that i entirely don't get so um but it is yeah because yeah. i wonder about people who are like super into effects or something like that like super into like visual media because there's mm-hmm. a lot of that happening isn't mm-hmm. there in like i don't know maybe epcot or something i don't actually don't know what yeah. they're about, i will say so. i'm very into a buckminster fuller like geodesic dome so like <laughs> hell yeah uh, and like the idea of like a like creating a utopian society and like yeah. all of that kind of mid-century ish thinking about yeah. like what the future of civilization is like that is very fascinating but like that has nothing to do. I mean, it does have a lot to do with Disney, but I'm not fascinated about it because it's at Disney. I'd actually prefer it weren't. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm also yeah. interested in people who are just trying to drop out, like drop out of society in a mm-hmm. way. Like I think there's an attraction to like, because it, it does, I'm assuming, and again, I have not been to the parks. So I don't know, but I'm going to guess and maybe ask you guys, like you probably don't feel connected to the rest of the outside world while you're yeah. there. You're like in a completely alien zone and it's supposed to be like, paradise oh, on earth yeah, yeah they, they put a lot of work into making it perfect yeah and it's fun like oh. I, I i i similar i went once um in high school because i was in a traveling choir briefly oh. so we got to go to disney nice um but yeah i mean like it's fun amusement parks are fun and they definitely put a lot of work into making sure that's like like you don't see trash you don't really even see mm-hmm. the workers there's that whole thing about like there's these tunnels that's right. so yeah. And I guess, and, and I don't know, like <laughs> the yeah, it's all connected. Holy shit, yeah. The, yeah, the tunnel goes from Disney to the Denver airport. <laughs> <laughs> and the Illuminati runs Disney. Um, I mean. Well, obviously. <laughs> I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure QAnon has something Oh, 100%, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. So if, um, but I guess like that kind of, yeah, maybe that taps into just like a difference in psychology among people because when I am in a place like that, I am hyper aware of that, of that's what's happening. Yeah. And it makes me uncanny Valley feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me uncomfortable. And and all I can think of is like, what is it like to work here? Well, where does all the trash go? Like, like what, what, what are the dumpsters? What's the underside of this? Yeah. Yeah, I I can only think of the underside. Yeah. I know that it is fake. And so. Because yeah, because it's been created to favor the privileged. Right. And it is like, you know, you mentioning this makes me think like, I wonder if a lot of the attraction is like full immersion dissociation. Yeah, for sure. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, it's like drop out. Walking. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet the dopamine hit for the people who like love this is so fucking strong in that environment. I bet it is just like truly fucking tripping. Like, like, or just like all Molly all the time (laughs) for Disney adults. And so I can see also how there could like truly be like a brain chemistry thing happening. Yeah. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, there's just like alcohol everywhere. Uh huh. Yeah. Interesting. There's uh-huh. a bunch of like themed cafes you can go to. And so uh-huh. I know. also have no idea like whether it's Disney adult or just people taking their families there. Like some people take their families there like every year, every couple of years. I don't know how anybody yeah. affords that. Yeah, totally. You've got to be doing packages and like stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like 
$250 a person per day just to get into the park, not even to stay there or get there or eat there. And, it, um, and it's so big. I think. I think like, that's what do you? How do you even decide what to do? Like when I yeah. look at the just the massive, like the footprint of Disney, mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you physically get there? Like you have to just go there knowing what you want to see, I guess, like because it's otherwise very... Yeah, well, and then you got to buy like the speed passes and plan your yeah. things, and there are like consultants who help people do this. I mean, it is wow. unbelievable yeah. whole world. And then you've yeah, got the Disney world. cruises, and mm-hmm. I mean, Which, yeah. Oh my god, how do you guys feel about cruises in general? No. Yeah, yeah, big no. Big for, for lots of reasons. I think we actually yeah. talked about this at Did one we? point. Mm-hmm. I think so because I, I feel like I recommended that you guys read. Um, maybe this was a conversation I was having with somebody else. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> The David Foster Wallace essay, a oh, supposedly yeah. oh, fun thing I'll never yeah, do yeah. again, right, which is right. a, about him, like the quintessential Gen Xer yeah. going on a cruise. Yeah, um, and it is, it's it's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't want the bug. I don't, I don't want to shit and puke my way all oh. along the whole cruise <laughs> line. I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah, they don't blame you. It's it's like similar to the Disney thing where I can be like, I can kind of understand some of the appeal, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. especially like, like the touring cruises, you get to see a bunch of places, but I yeah, just, like I, everything's taken care of yeah. for you. And yeah. you but can, yeah. again, I'm just like, I, I don't think I could ignore all the unseen work that's going into like presenting totally. this like very like sterile thing. And it's like, talk about like an ultra polluting form of travel. It yeah. is. Yeah horrible and it's unnecessary it's yeah. not even like oh well we need to drive our cars i'm like you don't need to go on the cruise you just yeah. don't yeah so just stop yeah yeah and i don't like crowds so of course like yeah. a theme park or a cruise is like not going to be the way yeah. that i vacation mm-hmm. but um it is interesting that there are so many people who really love that and it's just something yeah. that reminds me of like wow like I think it's it's easy to like I generally I think we probably all do this like surround ourselves with people who have a similar yeah, sensibility totally. and this is one of those things that makes me really realize like wow people are really really different right. even mm-hmm. when they in a lot of ways sort of appear the same and their circumstances sort of very similar mm-hmm. um and it just kind of endlessly fascinates me <laughs> so anyway yeah Disney adults so it sounds like none of us are dating Disney adults mm, no no Ashley, yeah. Do you have anything you brought to discuss today? I did bring a little something, something. Yeah. Um, so this was something that I have been wanting to talk about since the launch of this podcast, but mm. it like it comes up in influence in my like online sphere, and then it drops out of influence, and I kind of forget about it. And it just came up again recently, very small, in a little Seinfeld meme that I saw, <laughs> <laughs> in which it's a photo of um, of George and Jerry sitting in the diner. And Jerry says to George, so she put you on her Instagram story, but it was just your hands. And then George says, just my hands. They're calling it a soft launch, Jerry. <laughs> and I love this because I um, I think the soft launch versus hard launch is an interesting element of like dating in a modern way, in a mm-hmm. now way with social media and that sort of thing. And I was kind of interested. So, I mean, I, I'll just define terms real quick in case there's anyone listening who does not know. Soft launching someone that you're seeing is where you include maybe like photos or whatever in your Instagram story or on your grid where maybe you see a part of them, but not their full face and you're they're not tagged. <laughs> it implies yeah, some it's sort an, of relationship. Exactly. There's, yeah. a, there's a man in that photo, you know, or mm-hmm. there's a woman in that photo. You know, there's someone in that photo that is – And it's saying something to me that, you know, whatever. And so you're kind of like, oh, is that person seeing somebody? 
you know? So mm-hmm. that's a soft launch. And then the hard launch is, of course, just like, this is my boyfriend, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, we're Facebook official. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's still a thing. It yeah. is still a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Sure, it is. But. Um, and so, yeah, I was just kind of interested in how the two of you have, have engaged in launches, what that's looked like for you. Never. You never launch anyone on your social media. You I never have a photo of them. Oh, or... I guess that's not entirely true, but it's very rare. I did once post a photo of Zach, that like, but it wasn't a soft launch. It was just sort of like, this is a photo of my boyfriend from when he was a Civil War reenactor. And I think it's funny, you know, and I think yeah. that was the one and only time I ever like mentioned him on social media. But I, I typically just don't. And do you like not post? Do you? Do you work to not post, like, let's say you're posting photos from a party and Zach is there. Like, do you, like, think to yourself, I'm not going to post the ones that Zach is in? Or do you just sort of, like, post it unmentioned, whatever? I honestly don't post a whole lot. So yeah. it's not, like, yeah. hard for me. But, no, I would I would post whatever photos I wanted to post. I just wouldn't, like, go out of my way to, yeah. like, launch or mention. It's just, like, a person at a party probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know why that is. So it's interesting that you mention it. But I just never felt the need to do that because most of the people in my life who would see it there like probably either already know or like I would just tell them yeah yeah but I love it when other people do it because I, I love seeing that <laughs> I think that's why it matters because it's an intrigue and it's yeah. a gossip you know and it's yep. like a or whatever yeah um, how about you I think I've I've never I've never put a lot of like thought behind it like I don't like plan it out but I always do hard launch mm. yeah I'm just like, here's the person. I love them. Look. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It, but it, it's funny because it's like the discussion of like soft launch versus hard launch. I'm like, I never really thought about it. But yeah. that that is what I do. And yeah. so you, neither of you, um, like include any content of a person that you're dating prior to being in a relish. I don't know that I have. And it's not so much like. A choice, but again, I think it mostly stems out of the fact that I don't post a whole lot. But mm. I love the idea of that. And hearing you say like that you do a hard launch makes me realize that I think some of the reason why I like wouldn't do that is that I have like enough doubt around like when something is like truly a relationship sometimes mm. that I just am like it feels very uncomfortable for me to like announce it yes. because I'm also then like, as soon as I announce it, it's like doomed to fail. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. I'm yeah. in that with you. Totally. Yeah. It's actually going to be part of what I wanted to talk about with this is that like, I don't tend to launch soft or hard either. I have in the past without meaning, I didn't like, um, I wasn't like, I'm going to soft launch this shit. Like, watch me soft launch, you know? But I have done just the arm of the person I'm dating, like, mm-hmm. over the the uh, Scrabble board or something or whatever. Um, I have done that. And I am gripped with the terror of – this is just such a clear description or depiction of my poor communication within um, one-on-one connections mm-hmm. because – I am gripped with the terror that I'm going that I am going to connect myself to someone and they don't want people to know about us. Oh yeah. And they're going to be like take that down. I don't want to I don't want that up or yeah. like whatever. And I think that just comes from honestly being fat and dating and like not everybody always wanting people to know that they're dating me. Yeah. And there's like unfortunately trauma around that mm-hmm. and like so and that also means that I'm uncomfortable asking like yeah. Do you want people to know about us? Because I don't want to hear. Because I don't want the answer. I don't want yeah. the answer. Yeah. I don't. And I and that's this is like a long untangling threads 
therapy, et cetera, et cetera. But mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of work going into me feeling like somebody who's with me wants to be with me and is like proud to be with me and actually likes me as a person, actually sees me as a human being. Um, yeah. And that's also connected to fucking compulsory heterosexuality and patriarchy. Like whatever. There's a lot of threads there. But I just know that it like links specifically to self-worth and um, yeah, it's been yeah. messy. Yeah. So I, until someone is like, will you be my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. I'm like, they don't like me and <laughs> they don't want people to know about me. So yeah, yeah. I can relate to that feeling. Yeah. A lot You're of discomfort. Like, it's better not to know than yeah. to know. But, but it's way better to know than to not know. It, it is. I can it admit. Is, but but yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think it's just all self-protection and layers oh, of absolutely. terror, of social terror. <laughs> yeah. And also like, I don't know, even when I'm dating someone and I'm like meeting their friends, I'm like, should I just tell them that we're just friends? Like, right. yeah. <laughs> should no one know? You know, it's, oh God. It I hate is that like, phase when you're like in the, what do we call each other? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of like mm-hmm. ugh, that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't really care so much, but like, it's hard to know whether or not the way that you refer to your relationship makes the other person feel like it's not aligned with what they're looking for either, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're like, oh, well, I'll just go with we're just friends because it doesn't matter to me what other people know about us. But what, what we know about where we're at in our relationship, but then the other person is going to be like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. just friends, you know, and it just then it creates a spiral of doubt, depending on how your partner handles, handles things like that. It's like and there's tons of pop culture around this question and around the absolute mortification when you're when you refer to someone as your boyfriend or partner and they're like you know and they don't like it and a lot of this is framing totally from man's perspective who's like oh you thought this mattered you thought this was a thing like Mm -hmm. I don't know I just feel like that's what we always see in pop culture so we're like used to that storyline too like the poor pathetic girl who liked the boy who didn't like her too much you know what I mean and it's just oh god it really is yucky inside yeah I don't like it yeah and also like that soft launch and hard launch gets to be for hot people (laughs) doesn't get to be for me (laughs) I'm not in that world you know I'm in the like Please don't know that I have a crush on you. <laughs> We're all like, I don't know. It's weird. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah, real bad. It's complicated. <laughs> I wasn't actually expecting to go quite this deep on this one. <laughs> With the Seinfeld meme. <laughs> but here we are. So Seinfeld memes, they really bring up a lot. I'm with you. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, thank you for engaging on this launch question. I also wanted to ask you guys. We're not going to go into the entire discussion on the submersible, okay? <laughs> we won't. There's a lot to that. Yeah. yeah. It's also by the time this comes out, it's been weeks um, since the submersible. But I was sort of thinking to myself that there are like so many um, dating flags regarding the submersible mm. for me anyway. Like I was like feeling like anybody who wants to get in the sub is a red flag. But I also <laughs> was like thinking about it and I was like, I don't know. Is it a red flag if you are a person who wants to, like, experience all the things that the world has to offer? If you're, like, an explorer type, is that a red flag? Explorer types are the people who have, like, opened up our entire world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some of the some, – like, we learned about the – the species of the Galapagos Island because of wealthy explorers who wanted to explore the world and like take down information. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. So is it really a red flag or not? And like, and then I was like sort of doing some self-examination as usual. I can see it being a red flag for you yeah. because 
I mean, I'm yeah. not saying your red flag. I'm just saying, like, I feel like in general, that sort of really put yourself out there and like danger adventure kind of like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Scary for me. Yeah. That kind of genre of person yeah. is like mm. typically a in a lot of your red flags, we yeah. see that showing up. Like, yeah, that's right. If you ride mountain bikes, how could I ever say that a mountain biker is a red flag, but the guy wanting to go in a submersible is fine? Like, that's the cuckoo. <laughs> Yeah, like extreme YOLO is like not really what yeah. I associate oh, with you God. and like yeah. a partner that feels like steady for you. Mm. Yeah, anti-FOMO yeah. over here. I'm really more for, for like fear of opting in. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Foamy. 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 Yeah, exactly. So what about you guys? I don't know. What do, does that like spark anything in you? Because this could have just been like truly a neurotic like internal dialogue happening. I didn't really give much thought to it. Yeah. Um. But in terms of, right, like, would it be a red flag for me if someone just had that kind of, I don't know, like, I want to know everything kind mm -hmm. of, like, spirit? I think that's another just kind of, like, personal red flag for me. I don't think there's anything wrong with having that attitude towards life. But I think I get kind of frustrated with people who aren't fine just being like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, like I like sometimes I like to appreciate something and not totally understand it. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think I'd want to date a some a submersible yeah. person. <laughs> I think that there's like for me, there's there are certainly a lot of red flags involved. A lot of them are about like male ego and yeah. billionaires are a red flag for me. Yeah. Um, but though I will say I don't feel like, you know, they I'm not celebrating their death by any means. I know there's been a lot of discussion about that. Um, so there are a lot of red flags wrapped up in this story, mm -hmm. but um, the the spirit of adventure and wanting to explore and like if people have the means to do that, like that is not a red flag for me so much. Yeah. yeah. I And, you know, I actually was just replaying what I just said in my brain and I found yet another problem, another way <laughs> oh. that I'm problematic and that is this. <laughs> Here I am, like, talking about the sort of, like, wealthy aristocracy who are also, like, naturalists and wanted to, like, engage in science around the globe without also specifically acknowledging the colonial intent yeah. and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to be sure that I'm... Yeah, and that, um, that knowledge was probably held by people before it was recognized Indigenous people worldwide. knew all those fucking yeah. species. Like, who are we kidding? Just because now the white people get to know because the millionaire went yeah. and checked mm -hmm. it out. Um, so I want to say that. I also think, like from <laughs> more of like a um uh like scheduler impulse sometimes i'm like now you're gonna cost everybody all this money to come fucking save your yeah no 100 um, so, that's one of the big criticisms yeah, like yeah. there are there are people who need help you know that's maybe right. more than those that's people right. and that's right yeah yeah. And where we allocate our resources and, right. and the expectation of allocating those resources immediately to this ca yeah. catastrophe, but not this one. We're and talking I, about the migrants, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I think going back to just like the, the root thing of like that, like exploratory investigative if spirit, in my mind, big difference between, wow, like I love the ocean. I would love to go scuba diving and learn about it versus like, I want to risk my life to look at a shipwreck that I could just google pictures of yeah big difference i do have mind. some questions about like and you know i don't have any way of answering this but like what the driving interest was yes. because it is it about exploration or is it about 
creating a tourist attraction of a travesty. And right. those are very different things in my mind. Yeah. Yes. And I know that at least one of the per- people who was in that submersible just has like a fascination and endless love for right. the Titanic. Yeah. And like, I actually don't have a problem with that. No. I think I have big problems with the CEO of that company who yeah. is like, I, w- I don't need a regulating body on my submersible. Like yeah. I don't need anybody to like, you know, look at it or inspect it or like, uh, and you know, all of those things and that oh, yeah. big, big issues with like, I also think if you, want to take tours down there and you abide by rules, laws, regulations, like, you know, if you're very safety informed, if you, you know, have lots of, I don't know, plan B's in effect and all of that, that's maybe, maybe I feel yet a different way about that. Or maybe if you waive your right to a multi-million dollar rescue mission or Mm -hmm. something, I don't know. There's lots of different prongs here and yeah. I was trying to figure out I was really trying to figure out like what gave me the ick and what gave me a red flag and what like around some of this stuff I also think a red flag that came up around this though was like people who were just like fuck billionaires I hope they all die that yeah. was like a real Twitter discourse and I was like wow I definitely don't think billionaires should exist but I don't think they need to have their lives taken from them I just want to tax the fuck uh, out of them agree they big just shouldn't difference. have a billion dollars That's there's right. a big difference big difference yeah. like, I don't actually when I say eat the rich, I mean like eat their fucking taxes like whole and yeah, give eat the, their rich reallocation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Word. I totally agree. Yeah. There and it is again like just a really it's a rich text for like unpacking some of this. Mm. Stuff. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like I don't I think this is just a personal reflection. I don't actually need to go into um and do personal brain and emotional seeking around like a weird thing that happened in the news like I just don't have to do that but I did so here we are (laughs) (laughs) that's who you're dealing with oh my gosh okay well thank you for that thank you for that um do you have any flags this week I do um do you want a red flag or green flag first I think I would like to take your red flag first all right well this was inspired by my coming over here and it it (laughs) It goes in the theme of my driving red flags, which is I think a red flag is a person who drives really slow and drives a fast car that drives me flipping crazy. I'm like, don't go 10 under the speed limit and drive a really expensive little sports car. Yeah. Like, so on my way here, there was a Tesla in front of me most of the way who was oh. going 10 under the speed limit. And I was like, like, I don't honestly care if people drive slow. I'm not a super fast driver, as I've mentioned before. But like 10 under is extreme. So and slow. then when we got to the place where there were two lanes on yeah. 236, they like sped up to the speed limit. So I couldn't get past them. Ugh. Anyway, they ended up turning off. And then I got stuck behind this little convertible BMW Z3 that was also going 10 under the speed limit. Uh-huh. And I was like... Why do you have that car? It's clearly like, I'm not saying you have to drive it fast everywhere, but like you clearly don't give a shit about driving or it's like capabilities. So just, it's clearly just an empty status symbol, which just makes me dislike you even more. That's that's so fucking boring. And also get out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I had some road rage this morning, which might be my own red flag. (laughs) I hear that. Yeah. And of course, I was like running late. So I was extra annoyed about it. But I was like, you know what? I always get it. I just I don't know what it is that like flips my switch when it is a fast car going slow. If it's a a beater going slow, I'm like, well, their car is probably going to fall apart. But if it's like, 
you know, a $70,000 like performance vehicle, like drive it like you give a shit. Come on. It's fun. That is a fun thing to drive. Act alive. <laughs> yeah. Spoken like a Leo. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have a red flag this week? Yeah, I do. And you know what? My red flag (laughs) is when people, when men specifically who I am thinking about dating are too sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be that hot. You have no business being that hot. Put your hotness away. I'm really seeking medium ugly. What are you doing being that hot? It's too stressful for me, frankly. I I need to eat the whole pizza. And so I'm upset at you. How dare you bring an ab into this relationship? What are you doing? It's a no for me, dog. Medium. Medium only. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be too hot. Yeah. It scares me. How's hot men? Can't trust them. <laughs> Can't trust a hot man. What are you doing being hot? Why are you trying to be hot like that? <laughs> yeah. In this relationship? How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, put that away. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Steph, do you have any red flags that you'd like to discuss? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about a green flag? No. <laughs> Those are a lot I, harder. I didn't, I didn't come that prepared. Uh, that's okay. I couldn't remember, so I figured I'd give you an opportunity. But Well, geez. This Here has been our, uh, our season one. Yes. This is a finale. This, this is, is the, it. 32, is the 32nd end. week for the now. end. For now. We will return. Definitely. We will. Over this time period where we're on hiatus, li- re-listen to the back catalog. Yes. Catch and up. send us your gossips. Absolutely. And, uh, Send us funny profile things you run into or dating stories. Yeah. Tell us about your dating. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. woes. And if you want to be on Bay Patrol, if you feel like you want to be a contestant. Yes. Or you know someone who might be a <laughs> or great. Or you know someone. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know if there's a reason why we should uh, drag you on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We would love to talk to more guests in season two. So yeah. we're going to work on lining some of those conversations up. Yeah. And, and if you have feedback, feel free to send that in. Can't promise you that we'll listen to it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, especially if, like, 10 of you were like, we hate hearing about red and green flags. Cool. That is really good information. Yeah. So, you know, we're interested. We may do a survey at some point during this hiatus. We'll send it out on our Instagram probably and through Patreon. Yeah. Um, yeah. But thank you well, so much. Season one. It's Thanks. been a great season Listeners one. and Steph. Yeah. <laughs> we love all of you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. And we won't see you next Tuesday, but we'll see, see you next you. season. See you next season. See Start you. starting with a C. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. See you next the season. <laughs> see you next the season. Cunts. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bay Patrol is created and hosted by Lauren Audette and Ashley Bliss and is produced by Steph George. If you need an audio producer, find her website in the show notes. This podcast is brought to you by no one as of right now, but if you would like to advertise with us, please reach out. We are interested in absolutely anybody, but if you own a place where gossip happens, then you completely should be advertising with us. Email us at baypatrolpod at gmail.com. As a listener, you can also support us at patreon.com slash baypatrolpod and get some extra goodies there for your trouble. And if you can't support us with dollars, we ask that you like us, rate us five stars, and review us wherever you listen to us. It helps people find us and gossip with us. Find us on Instagram at baypatrolpod and send us any hot gossip tips or dating stories to our email which again is baypatrolpod at gmail.com 
See you next Tuesday, busybodies. The Bay Patrol theme song was written and recorded by John Meadow and Laura Cromwell with members of the former band Hawkslit, Russ Graham on guitar, Aaron Rooney on vocals, Edie Davis Quinn on vocals, and myself, Lauren Audette, on the Vibra Slab. It was recorded at Running Girl Studios at the Hibernaculum. <laughs>